In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week on This Song, we'll be hearing from Sam Beam, otherwise known as Iron and Wine. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone who has been listening. We're going to be taking a little break from releasing new episodes during the fall festival season here in Austin, Texas. We'll be back on November 15th with season three. But before we go, we're having kind of a big week here on the podcast. On Friday, we will release our episode featuring Robin Pecknold of Fleet Foxes. So you're going to get a chance to hear two great songwriters in one week. And don't worry, we're not totally going away. We're going to be re-releasing some of our favorite older episodes in the space between the two seasons, but this is the second to last new this song you'll get until mid-November. Okay, now to Sam Beam, who most of us know by his stage name, Iron and Wine. Iron and Wine has been putting out music since 2002, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but is actually like 15 years ago, which is weird because time is weird. But anyway... He's known as like a folk artist, though he has spent his career pushing the bounds of that genre description. Like he's not afraid to collaborate and he's not afraid to mix in pop or jazz or noise or rock, though his latest record, Beast Epic, is really a return to a more stripped down acoustic based sound. Thematically, he said this new record is about, and I'm quoting here, the beauty and pain of growing up after you've grown up, which is something I can definitely relate to these days. Sam came to KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast, to promote the annual Midwives benefit he plays here in Austin every year. And afterwards, he sat down with me to talk about a song that helped him free up his approach to arranging and recording. So here he is, Sam Beam. I tend to talk about songs in like in a musical way, you know, just the sounds of them. But then also there are other songs that I know and hold so dear that it's, the music isn't really anything much to talk about. It's mostly about like the the sentiment. But at the same time, because the music isn't in your face or taking up your attention, that's why the lyrics and things shine. You know what I mean? And in that sense, it's just as important as the flashy music. <laughs> but at the same time, I think what I, the ones that I love the most are when those things dovetail together and they're musically uh, doing exactly what they need to do to express the sentiment of the, song, of the words. Um, and there's lots of songs that are, you know, beautiful that help you express something nice or or even broken and fragile but I feel like 
the one that comes to mind is um, this big star tune called Take Care. Take care not to hurt yourself Beware of the need for help You might need too much Alex Chilton was a pretty broken guy at the moment um, with a lot of um, social and chemical problems. <laughs> but the way he and the producer and other people made that record that was on called Big Star Third, was it's a broken approach to music. You know, there's some songs on it that they um, follow the chords and, you know, the, the form is set. Thank you. just sounds, dissonant sounds and feedback and things like that. Things sinking with the melody Someone's gonna ask you if you graduated And Take Care is, is the same where the melody is beautiful and strong and so they don't really feel like they need to support it with just filling up the sound with the chord changes and things they they do it more atmospheric in the sense like there's strange sounds and uh, different instruments playing almost playing a different song which expresses the sentiment of the tune is it just sort of helps communicate that in a, in a different way in all words aside take care please take care I took that as a freeing, a freeing thing. It, it felt really freeing to me just to say like, you know what, it, it makes sense if you, know, if you work hard and write a melody that you believe in, or maybe you don't work hard and it just comes to you effortlessly. <laughs> if you have a melody that you love, you can just sing it a cappella. And, uh, and um, what you choose to support it with should be all flavor. You know, it should be all in support, taking whatever emotional value I worth, because I I had a tendency to always, um, you know, be doing arrangements that are trying to um, be as melodic as the main vocal melody line. Um, and, I've, and I love doing arrangements, but it, um, that song in particular was like, oh, this this light bulb went off in my brain. That's a lot of rambling stuff about. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that song, but... what I I love to talk about. I mean, that's. That's perfect. Do you do you remember when you first heard that song, or maybe when you first like heard the song in that way? Right. Yeah. There, I, it's funny you say that because I'd heard it a long time ago. Um, but I think you know, music's funny that way. Um, it's so dependent on what you bring to it um, that you're you know that determines what you'll get out of it. And so you could hear the same same exact same notes, exact same phrases at a different time in your life, and and it will mean a totally different thing to you. Uh, I heard it, uh, there was a reissue of that record in the 90s, like mid-90s, and I heard it then, but it didn't really mean a whole lot to me because I wasn't um, 
you know, I thought it was cool, but I didn't, it didn't um, change the way I thought about music because I wasn't really making music then or, I, you know, I was at a different part of the journey. <laughs> so when was it that you heard it and it did kind of like... Not long ago, um, maybe four or five years ago, I made a record in New York called Ghost on Ghost with a, a bunch of New York musicians. And that was a lot of fun because I didn't really play a whole lot. It was more about um, being more involved in arranging and just singing, which was really fun. And then after that, I was making some collaborative records and producing a bit more and really getting into how to um, get to the heart of a, a song or learn something about the song while you're making it that you didn't know, you know, that you didn't plan for. Um, I like to write about human beings, <laughs> not, you know, you write about dreams, but you also write about, you know, the way that you want the world to be or wish it was, but you also, in doing that, expose expose yourself, you know what I mean, in our what, fragility or our, you know, emotional fragility. Um, and I, and that's what I was getting, trying to, trying to chase down as far as like how to how to make the music just as unguarded as the sentiment and so they both sort of make each other you know help each other out in the creative expression well, that's interesting it's like trying to find vulnerability or explore vulnerability through through sound as yeah. well as through lyric yeah and you can do it through beauty or dissonance because um, you know they both exist in us you know, all the time and so, um, yeah, that track was really, really helpful with that. That's, I mean, I, Alex Chilton's writing was really, he, I, I, you can't really say dumbs it down because it's not dumb. It's just very primitive and, and, and simplistic in the, in the best way, direct. Um, it comes across as naive, but when you hear it, it's effortless and, perfect <laughs> and that song is no 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 exception to that rule take care, take care, take care. and so i i feel like that's something i didn't really get that from him but i definitely appreciate it and um um that's something that i that i pursue if if it's if something's feeling like too heady or too cerebral, I'll try to find a, no, a more simple way to express it. But um, that's something that I definitely like about what he does. And did it, on the arrangements on this new record, Beast Epic, I've only heard the one song, College Dreaming, oh, yeah. um, which is a very kind of simple folk arrangement. But yeah. did you bring that same kind of freedom into the recording of Beast Epic and, and this pursuit of trying to make the... Yeah. The sounds and the lyric kind of bring out, serve the same emotional. Yeah, there's component. one um, track called "Right for Sky" that we did a version of, and it was fun. There were some um, sort of fake string arrangement things, um, but it when we when I got home and listened to it, um, I realized it wasn't it wasn't 
the music wasn't saying what the song was saying. Um, and that can work sometimes. You know, irony is fun. Except when it hides what you're saying instead of makes it more obvious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's ways to use irony where it, it says, see what I'm saying is not true. And so what I'm saying is the opposite. Um, but that's not what I was I was saying in this song. And so um, not wanting to express in this song. And so we went back and and hollowed it out and it actually became more unique uh, when we revisited it. Know this house that I called home A gentle milk was happy just to flow Trying to let the songs breathe and the music um, only do the bare minimum of what it was called to do, you know? or do it, do what it, the most that it could do with the least effort. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of a very efficient. Yeah. Efficient. Yeah. Musicality. Yeah. Well, one thing that we talk a lot about on this podcast is, or or that comes up again and again it's kind of what you're talking about which is the ability that music has to transmit emotion yeah which is a really interesting concept because that's all it does yeah really. I, every note has like a and you know especially when you start combining notes or chords they i mean how else would you describe it you, you can do some hokey stuff like describing <laughs> colors but that's when people start laugh at you <laughs> it only affects us on an emotional level it's crazy it is because it's just any, vibrating. Do you have any <laughs> theories about why it does that? Because no idea. I mean, we're all you know because our bodies are vibrating all the time. You know, we're um, we are energy. That's what our life is. You know what I mean? I mean, once the energy is out of your body, you're we know that you're not alive, and so we music is life in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, like the vibrational energy. Yeah. We're just kind of. Made yeah. to receive it changes it? the way you feel. Changes the way your life is working in your body. It's crazy. I like that. <laughs> it's that's what that's what's so great. Yeah, about music. I mean, because it affects your brain, but it also like sound waves second. physically affect you. It affects your brain second. It affects your body and your spirit first, and then your brain tries to figure out what it's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right on. Music is fun. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's here where our pieces fall in place. Any rain softly kisses us on the face. Anywhere means we're running. We can sleep and see them coming. Where we drift and call it dreaming. We can weep and call it singing. And this is Call It Dreaming from Iron and Wine's new record, Beast Epic, a song that seriously brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. Like when I interviewed him here in Studio 1A, which is our gorgeous live performance studio, there he was with a full audience, and there I was, tears running down my face when he played this song. I couldn't help myself, and truthfully, it's the kind of song that makes you like, cry a good cry so I didn't really want to 
If you want to hear that full performance, you can find it on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. I'll also have a link to Iron and Wine's tour dates because starting in October, he will be doing a North American tour, and I bet he's coming to a town near you. And if you liked the conversation I had with Iron and Wine, then I know you'll like the episode we're releasing later this week with Robin Pecknold from Fleet Foxes. So go ahead, go to the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to this song so you can get that episode delivered right to you. And while you're there, you can peruse our archive. We've got over 100 episodes with folks like Andrew Bird and Rhett Miller of the old 97s talking about life-changing songs and creative process and why music is so magical. And, you know, while you're there looking at the archive, subscribing, we would love it if you left a rating or a review. Ratings and reviews help us a lot. They help people find this podcast and they make all of us who work on the podcast feel really, really, really good. So thanks in advance. that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Cliff Hargrove recorded this interview. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. Kelly Seal is our most excellent intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is absolutely true. Our theme song is Mahout, possibly Mahout, by Austin's own Hard Proof. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with MyATX Water, providing near real-time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at austinwater.org.